Welcome back to the DDGO Politics Podcast. I am Sarah and I'm once again joined by Lydia and JM. Today, we are welcoming a special guest, SL Kantan, all the way from India. SL, how are you today? How was your weekend? Uh, hi, uh, pretty good, thanks. <laughs> I'm uh, so happy to be on your podcast. I'm really happy to have you. I'm really excited. Um, so, you know, what's funny is that uh, I was recently reading a survey. It was They were surveying Asians inside of Asia, and then they surveyed Asians in America. Either they had born, been born in America or they had been born in their mother country and come to America. And so they were asking the Asians, <laughs> I thought this was so adorable. They were asking the Asians kind of their opinions on the other Asian nations. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was normal, except the Indians. The Indians rated everybody like abnormally high. <laughs> so then wow. they went to go ask the Indians. They were like, they started doing research. They were like, how come everybody has like normal scores that we would expect? And then the, all of the scores that the Indians give to other people are very high. And so they started mm-hmm. ask, asking them and they were like, they found out that it, like Indians are Indians feel like it's especially Indians in America feel like it's very rude to give anybody a bad rating. (laughs) That is so nice. Yes, I really hate them, but I can't say that in the poll. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was so sweet. I'm like, oh my God, they won't even say anything bad when they don't. It was really adorable. But yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, So do you find that, what do you find are kind of like general attitudes of Indians in Asia? Because I I see, I do see that a little bit where Indians are kind of like content, um, but pushing forward. And I don't know. So how do you, how do you feel about Mm -hmm. the place of India? Well, you know, so I have to be a little bit uh, harsh on my own people. (laughs) So, I mean, I would say that uh, the Indians are generally very, uh, I mean, uh, judgmental, but they're also very uh, forgiving, you know? So, like, if, you know, like, if I talk to people here, uh, so most of them, uh, they don't like the fact that I love China, that I like this, that, you know? So, uh, so they go both ways, you know? Like, uh, they can be very... Uh, judgmental uh, but then uh, uh, but then if you see uh, the Indians uh, who have uh, 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 migrated abroad over the last uh, uh, century also uh, they're always uh, successful uh, so wherever they go uh, because they're able uh, to adapt uh, with everyone and I think it's a part of uh, being in India you know like we have so many gods and so many cultures and so many food. And uh, like even, you know, like if you are in India and then you talk to people from uh, different like uh, family members, you know. So 
Uh, so this uncle would uh, believe in uh, some god and that uncle would believe in uh, some other god and uh, people would have completely different uh, points of view on life, philosophy, what is good, what is bad. So I think uh, uh, just the fact that if you uh, grow up in India, you uh, become more accustomed to uh, different points of view and uh, the diversity. So I would say that's one uh, reason maybe. And for like maybe our, our this is going to be a really big ask right now, but for our listeners that maybe aren't really familiar, can you, before we even start getting into like the nitty gritty, can you tell us a little bit about any border disputes or um, around India? Yeah, we have a lot. <laughs> we fight we fight with everybody, okay? So don't think <laughs> Indians are so nice. <laughs> so we have we have problems with Pakistan, you know, ever since uh, 1947. We have problems with uh, China since uh, the 1950s, uh, but thanks to uh, the US, of course. And we have problems with uh, Nepal, Sri Lanka. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, some of that, I don't know, you know, uh, for me, this is all so stupid, you know? Um, like if you look at uh, Pakistan, it's uh, basically uh, the Hindu Muslim problems, you know? And uh, that was uh, fueled by uh, the British. And uh, when they left, they, you know, they left this like uh, the ticking, uh, the time bomb, you know. So they made sure that uh, there's going to be uh, a problem in, I mean, uh, the Kashmir area that will never get solved, you know. It's sort of uh, very similar to what uh, the U.S. did with, say, uh, with North Korea and uh, South Korea, or uh, with Taiwan and uh, with China. So they leave these, uh, uh, the problems, um, and uh, they make sure that uh, uh, the situation is so that uh, the problems never get solved, you know? And then uh, that's the basis of uh, the divide and rule uh, uh, with geopolitics. And in uh, the 1950s, uh, uh, the U.S. tried to poke its nose into uh, the Tibet area. So, uh, so you know the story, right? Uh, that uh, 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 the U.S. brought in, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the Tibetan uh, rebels to the U.S. They uh, uh, would train them to fight. The U.S. And... would never. The U.S. would never. <laughs> the United exactly. States would, would never. 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 I refuse yeah. to even hear it. Yeah. You know, and then they came, <laughs> you know, and then they uh, uh, they came uh, to India. And so when, uh, uh, when uh, China took over uh, with Tibet, uh, so we had no problem with that, you know. Uh, the Indians were like, okay, we don't know Tibet. It's all over there. We don't care, you know. 
And then uh, uh, the U.S. came uh, to India and he said, hey, uh, you know, uh, so why don't you allow uh, the Dalai Lama uh, to come in and we will uh, help you, blah, blah, blah. So then uh, that caused uh, friction between uh, China and India. And then uh, there was this uh, one area in, I mean, uh, the Kashmir area that uh, what China uh, took. And at that time, uh, uh, we had no problem, you know, uh, that was a barren land and it meant uh, a lot more to China uh, because that area uh, linked uh, uh, Tibet to uh, uh, Xinjiang, you know. So uh, for them, it was a very strategically important area. And uh, uh, for us Indians, you know, uh, I mean, it was a barren land and uh, there was no threat. So we didn't say anything. And then uh, in uh, 1962, uh, India and uh, uh, China got into a war over that area, you know? And I believe it's uh, because of uh, the US. And uh, the Indian uh, prime minister, uh, you know, he wrote, a, you know, uh, he wrote a lot of uh, letters uh, to JFK uh, begging him for weapons, you know, they're like, oh, we cannot fight China, we need you to send, uh, I mean, uh, some air force and blah, blah, uh, 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 but JFK didn't do anything. So we lost the war, you know. And uh, that's like a sore point for like a lot of Indians, you know. It's like, we lost the war. We need to get the land back. I'm like, man, what are you going to do with that land? You know? Fix <laughs> <So, laughs> the so, roads. Yeah, so it's not about the land itself. It's just about the loss of the land itself? Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, it's like very uh, fake uh, pride. You know, and I'm like, uh, we don't have good water. We don't have good electricity. One third of, uh, I mean, uh, the children in India are uh, malnourished. There are potholes everywhere on the streets. There are no sidewalks, proper sidewalks in Bangalore, which is supposed to be uh, the Silicon Valley of India. There are so many problems we have, you know. We have farmers, you know, we have like 900 million farmers and they make uh, less than uh, $100 a month, you know? Uh, so uh, we have a lot of problems to focus and uh, we can really benefit from uh, working with, uh, with, uh, with China, you know, uh, because uh, we are in the same boat as uh, the, uh, the Chinese were about uh, 20 years ago, you know. So uh, we need uh, to increase manufacturing. We need uh, to increase uh, the exports because we have uh, a trade deficit every year. And, you know, so you, uh, so you cannot be a uh, the developing nation and have a trade deficit every year. Okay, that only works for uh, the U.S. <laughs> uh, uh, because you guys have uh, uh, the dollar, you know, 
the world uh, reserve currency. So, well, you can print trillions and trillions of dollars and uh, the value of the dollar doesn't go down. So, uh, you know, so we don't have that, uh, the extraordinary privilege. So we should be focused on building the nation and uh, uh, we should be able uh, to leverage China, right? Uh, I mean, uh, because they are so advanced in um, manufacturing. And if you look at, like say, I mean, uh, the high-tech exports, uh, China is 30 times larger than India. Okay, 30 times. I mean, they're like way ahead. And uh, have you guys uh, uh, been uh, uh, to China? Uh, no, no. I'm no, sure. I have not. Mm -mm. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, it's just like mind-blowing, you know? I mean, it really opens your eyes. And you go, oh, my God, this is actually better than, say, Germany or uh, the U.S. Uh, just like uh, fantastic infrastructure, bullet trains, you know, you, you uh, land in uh, Shanghai, I mean, uh, the airport, and you take this uh, magnetically levitated uh, train, uh, you know, so uh, the wheels don't even uh, touch uh, the tracks and they float like uh, one inch above in uh, uh, the air. And so it's like, you know, like you're going from uh, uh, the JFK airport uh, uh, to Manhattan in like seven minutes. You know, I see what you're saying. So basically your your point is that progress should come before pride. So that's why you say that you like China. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if you have a smart uh, uh, neighbor, uh, uh, why wouldn't you learn from the neighbor? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah. You and should you should tell know, that to Ukraine. Hmm? I said you should tell that to Ukraine. Ukraine, yeah. <laughs> that's like a smart sad... neighbor. <laughs> yeah, that's a very sad story, right? But I do um, want to talk about Ukraine and how it relates to India, or if it does, in the grand scheme of things, because we really don't hear about India. India is um India is very uh what's the word that I'm looking for? Self uh, assured they they understand their position on on this conflict and they exercise it well but within india um do you guys as a, the civilian population feel any of the effects of this conflict either economically or or just uh politically or um do you notice any changes uh in regards like in within the scope of this conflict happening uh, you mean uh, the Russia-Ukraine conflict? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, so uh, uh, we're actually uh, raking in. Uh, we're making uh, big bucks, big bucks because of the conflict. <laughs> so uh, what we're doing is we are, uh, you know, uh, buying uh, the Russian oil at a huge uh, uh, discount. And then we uh, would turn uh, the oil into uh, 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 diesel and uh, whatnot. 
and then we uh, uh, sell that uh, uh, to Europe for uh, big profits. Well, as a Russian, but I say you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but do you yeah. guys notice that? Do you guys, does it trickle down to you guys at all? Is it benefiting you? Has it kept your prices stable? Because here in the West, our prices are not stable. They've, they've definitely uh, risen exponentially throughout this conflict. So have you guys noticed that your have your prices and, and costs of living kind of remained quite stable? Um, uh, the food inflation has been uh, going up a lot, uh, but I don't know. Um, I haven't done uh, the research as to whether it's uh, because of uh, the global conflicts or uh, because of uh, the monsoon, uh, the agricultural stuff. Uh, uh, but overall, uh, we have not been uh, that affected. And we have a very good relationship with uh, Russia. And they're like very, very good friend. Okay, so if you want a friend, okay, then you need Russia. <laughs> okay, so it's not like uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, the U.S. will uh, backstab you in a second if if there is some uh, uh, the money to be made. You know, uh, you know. So you look at uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, blowing up uh, the Nord Stream uh, pipeline, right? So, and I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, very hard to be uh, friends with. Uh, uh, the U.S. Okay, so uh, uh, the U.S. is like uh, the guy who uh, just cannot be friends with a girl. Okay, so he wants to sleep with her. Okay, and uh, Russia is like a very very good guy. You know, so if you're a girl and if you want to be friends with Russia, he will be a wonderful platonic friend forever. You know, he'll come and uh, fix your laptop. He will, you know, he will do all the good stuff. You know. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, uh, like throughout uh, the Cold War, uh, Bolivia was uh, uh, more aligned with uh, Russia and uh, uh, Russia would do a lot of, uh, you know, favor, but they would never uh, uh, like dictate uh, the foreign policy. They will never try to do uh, the color revolution, uh, the coups. Uh, they will never try to do propaganda. They're like uh, very stable and uh, uh, loyal friends. So, uh, but so India, India, uh, India has stuck Russia in the friend zone. Is that what has happened? India has stuck Russia in the friend zone and Russia can never hope to be India's boyfriend. Is that what you guys have done? <laughs> we need to know. <laughs> well, I think Is there hope? Is there a romance? <laughs> for a romance? Well, I think, well, I think uh, that's uh, Russia's uh, modus operandi, you know. And I think uh, they should uh, try to sleep with India, but uh, but they don't. Um, <laughs> you know, it's moves. <laughs> yeah. No. So uh, you know, for example, if you look at uh, the English. Uh, uh, TV channels in India, uh, the number one channel is uh, CNN, okay? I'm like, where is the Russian media, you know? As Russians have like uh, fantastic uh, TV channels, uh, I mean, uh, the RT, 
but uh, Russia doesn't do a uh, good job in selling itself, you know? Ooh, so you're so right about this. That's what I always say, that we, we actually, I feel like we do have a lot of soft power that we don't really know how to project effectively. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, the U.S. is like, I'm the greatest country. Everybody is evil. China does genocide, Russia does genocide, and America just goes around the world spreading freedom and democracy like petals of roses, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and, we're, and we're like, we're, we're okay. I feel like we're very, as, as Russians, we're very Asian in that respect, you know, because when you tell an Asian, oh, your child is so beautiful, Asians usually say like, oh, no, it's kind of ugly, but thank you. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of how we are. Yeah. So, yeah, so I just started uh, writing a, a, a column for uh, Sputnik. So, I, you know, so I hope to help uh, Russians with uh, the good propaganda. Yeah, and, and maybe you'll get maybe you'll get Russia into India's uh, bed. <laughs> yeah, we need that. We need so that. that. I mean, you know, I mean, so, uh, well, ideally, you know, so you have to, you know, in uh, with geopolitics, you have to have uh, strategic autonomy, you know, um, because uh, the thing with uh, the U.S. is um, it's, uh, you know, it's it's a very uh, it's a very uh, ruthless empire, <laughs> you know, sorry to say, you know, but that is uh, the reality. Right. So uh, the U.S. wants to stay number one and it will do whatever it takes, you know. It will go and uh, spend uh, billions of dollars on, uh, you know, uh, spreading uh, the Nazism in uh, uh, Ukraine. It would, you know, like it would make uh, promises to Russia. Oh, we will never expand the NATO, not one inch forward. And here are like everybody will uh, uh, become and assure you, you know. Uh, the U.S. president, uh, uh, the NATO chief, uh, uh, the British prime minister, the French president, uh, the German chancellor, everybody will come and I will tell you, we will not move NATO. And then, you know, five seconds after uh, the Russians, they uh, sign on uh, the dotted line, you know, uh, the U.S. is like, OK, what are the first uh, five countries we can add to NATO? Yeah. So, um, so uh, for uh, uh, the U.S. to stay number one, okay. So uh, they have to split. Uh, I mean, uh, the Eurasia. Okay. So if you look at uh, 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 Europe and Asia, uh, that represents about sixty-five uh, percent of uh, the global uh, GDP. Okay. So. And if there are no wars, okay, if uh, uh, Germany had a wonderful relationship with uh, Russia, and if uh, Europe had a wonderful relationship with uh, China, and if uh, Japan, India, China, they all uh, got along, okay, so there are no wars. And uh, people are just uh, but, uh, but trading with one another, 
uh, finding uh, the comparative advantage. Okay, so you do this one better and I do that better. Uh, the Germans will do uh, the robots. Uh, the Chinese will do this. Uh, the Indians will do that. And then the whole, uh, the supracontinent will be so prosperous, okay? And uh, but nobody would need uh, uh, the US, right? Uh, uh, there won't be any uh, uh, need for uh, the US military bases in uh, South Korea, in Japan, Philippines. Uh, there won't be any need uh, for NATO. And uh, 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 but everybody will be uh, 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 rich and happy. And uh, that's. Uh, the opposite of what uh, Washington DC people want, <laughs> you know? So they want to maintain uh, uh, the American uh, century uh, uh, that started in uh, 1945, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so, you know, so we need to have a strategic autonomy and not uh, fall for uh, uh, the trap of uh, uh, the divide and rule. And you know, and in uh, the long run, uh, that's actually beneficial for uh, the US, you know? So rather than spending $1 trillion on uh, the military, starting wars everywhere and uh, making a lot of uh, the enemies, uh, the U.S. should be focusing on uh, the U.S., you know, like uh, what Trump said, uh, make America great again, <laughs> you know, and you can't make America great if you keep engaging in wars and uh, making a lot of enemies and uh, uh, as a, I mean, as a creating, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I just uh, uh, tweeted uh, 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 these uh, the polls where 75% uh, of uh, the Americans say that uh, the country is uh, going in the wrong direction, you know? And only about uh, one third of Americans say that uh, uh, they and their family will be uh, better off in uh, the next uh, five years. So you look at all of, uh, I mean, uh, the infrastructure, it's all uh, uh, crumbling. And then if you look at uh, the middle America, it's like all uh, 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 dying towns, you know? Uh, but a lot of these towns are so shocking. It's like there is just uh, nobody there, just, you know, 4,000, 5,000 people in this uh, big town and there's no library, there's no church, there's no hospital. There's no food, you know. Uh, some towns uh, uh, don't even have a uh, grocery store. So there are so many things to be uh, fixed about America. Uh, why should it be focused on, you know, wars, you know? And you see this, like, uh, the revolution against uh, the U.S. empire uh, but going on all over the world, you know? So there is... Uh, the de-dollarization, um, uh, you know, uh, Brazil, uh, Brazil's uh, Lula, 
he went uh, uh, to China and he goes, uh, why do we have to trade in uh, the US dollar? And then you look at uh, the African countries, they want uh, to de-dollarize and uh, Russia just, I mean, is having this, I mean, or they just had this, uh, the Russia, uh, the Africa summit and uh, 49 uh, of countries from Africa sent uh, uh, representatives to uh, uh, St. Petersburg. Yeah. So, and and I yeah. feel like right now there's obviously with all of these events there, uh, there's a lot of talk about BRICS. So yes. what, what is the feeling about BRICS, I guess, in India in general and your personal thoughts? Is there excitement? Um, yeah, so what is the general mood? Because I know what the mood is in Russia, and we kind of talked about it on our last podcast, I think. So I'm very curious to hear how it is in India. Yes, you know, so I personally love, love, love bricks, and I want uh, the bricks uh, to expand. You know, uh, about uh, uh, 40 countries have uh, formally or uh, informally uh, sent in uh, the applications uh, uh, to join uh, BRICS and uh, to make it into a, uh, a BRICS plus, you know, so they probably have uh, uh, to come up with a, uh, a new name. And, uh, and uh, there was some uh, really uh, uh, hopeful things about the BRICS, I mean, uh, the currency that could be used uh, for trade. And uh, that could have been like uh, the de-dollarization, you know, uh, to move away from uh, the dollar. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but all of that is kind of uh, falling apart. Uh, but thanks to my country, India, is uh, screwing up everything. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know. Aren't. Oh, they are. And be nice. Be nice. Yeah, so because, you know, what happened was that, you know, so basically, you know, I mean, I wrote an article on my Substack saying, is India uh, the new American, I mean, uh, the jewel of uh, uh, the American empire, you know? So when uh, the British, uh, they had uh, uh, the empire all over the world, uh, uh, they called India uh, the crown jewel of uh, the British Empire, you know, so uh, uh, because of uh, the location, the wealth, I mean, and all of that, uh, so India was the best prize for uh, the British Empire. And now it's uh, uh, like becoming uh, the crown jewel of uh, the American Empire, you know, all the media are like, fully pro-U.S. and all uh, uh, the think tanks are all uh, bought and uh, uh, paid for by the U.S., you know. So uh, the way, you know, so uh, uh, so uh, the general, uh, the mainstream uh, thought in India is uh, that BRICS is just a, a tool uh, for China uh, to wield more power. Okay, so they don't want uh, the BRICS uh, 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 currency uh, because obviously, uh, well, Indians love the U.S. and uh, uh, therefore they love 
uh, uh, the dollar, they want uh, to protect the US. So basically they shot down uh, the BRICS uh, of a currency idea. And then for uh, the expansion, uh, so India is also uh, kind of uh, uh, sabotaging uh, the expansion uh, because uh, uh, because of uh, uh, the China syndrome, you know. Uh, so I think from uh, uh, China and uh, and uh, Russia's uh, point of view, if they get more members, uh, uh, then they'll be able uh, to veto India, you know. So uh, uh, for me, I think, you know, as I support uh, the global south, you know, and I think uh, uh, that India should uh, uh, should stay neutral. You know, uh, so uh, well, India should stay friends with the U.S., friends with Russia, friends with China, friends with Africa, and uh, and we have to help uh, the global South. You know, and uh, we have to create. You know, uh, we have to help this uh, the multipolar world. Uh, because uh, what we have now is basically like uh, uh, the, I mean, uh, version 2.0 of uh, the colonialism, you know? So, uh, so uh, we need to free the countries, you know? Uh, we, need a, a, we need a multipolar world. Uh, we should be able uh, to trade with, uh, with North Korea if we want. We, you know, uh, we should be able to buy, uh, 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 I mean, say, uh, the oil from uh, Venezuela if we want. Uh, we, uh, we should be able to go uh, to Cuba if we want, you know, uh, because right now uh, the whole world is being basically uh, controlled to a large extent by uh, the U.S. So uh, when they place a, a, a sanction, say, I mean, on Iran, then uh, the whole world is afraid to do business with Iran, you know, and they have to suffer uh, just because uh, uh, one country is against them. So uh, we need a fair world. Uh, so we need a world where uh, uh, well, everybody is the same, you know. I mean, you look at uh, the African countries, uh, one billion people, uh, but 600 million people in Africa, uh, they don't even have access to uh, the electricity, okay? Uh, so how is that possible in freaking 2023? You know, so we should be, so yeah, you know, so there is uh, a long way to go and we need uh, uh, something like uh, 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 bricks. So, I mean, uh, what I think, Okay, uh, so this is my personal opinion: is uh, that India is being a pawn of uh, the U.S. So uh, Russia and uh, China should uh, uh, would develop uh, uh, their own system. You know, the uh, financial system, uh, uh, the trading system uh, that can be uh, the alternative to uh, the Western-dominated uh, SWIFT and uh, the dollar. So then, uh, so rather than having all these other people as uh, the members, uh, because if you have 
uh, the members, you know, uh, then you have to worry about, uh, I mean, uh, the consensus and maybe one person get, you know, I mean, uh, well, if there is like an election, say in uh, Brazil, uh, say uh, Bolula, he loses uh, uh, the next election and then you get this, uh, uh, the right wing uh, fascist uh, guy and then he's going to block everything. Yeah. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, so uh, the only uh, two countries that are going to be very, very uh, uh, consistent in uh, the multipolar world are going to be China and uh, uh, Russia. And uh, but this is why. Uh, so China, it is uh, the only threat uh, to uh, the American uh, the primacy. Right. So they're going to be uh, the number one economy uh, very soon, like maybe uh, by 2030 or at the max uh, by 2035. And uh, they have uh, the discipline and uh, the laser focus that uh, the U.S. doesn't have, you know. So they have uh, 1.4 billion people, and uh, uh, they graduate like uh, about 12 million people every year. And uh, one third of them are in uh, science and engineering. You know, they work hard, they're very focused and it's a stable society. And uh, they want, you know, uh, uh, but China was uh, the number one uh, of a country in terms of uh, GDP for like uh, about 2,000 years, you know? So we view them as, oh, this, uh, the poor country, uh, but they have a very, very strong uh, uh, memory of uh, their uh, the civilization, you know? It's like a 4,000, 5,000 year old civilization. And uh, but 2,000 years ago, they had, I mean, uh, the exams, you know, so the, uh, uh, they figured out like uh, the meritocracy uh, with 2000 years ago, you know, uh, they created uh, very stable uh, systems, very smart systems, you know, they uh, uh, well invented uh, uh, the money, you know, I mean, uh, uh, because uh, before them, you know, like if you went uh, to Europe in uh, the 13th century, uh, people were using uh, the coins, you know, like uh, the silver, uh, the gold coins. And when uh, Marco Polo, he went uh, to China, he saw that they were actually using uh, paper money. He was like, oh my God, what is this paper money stuff? I don't have to carry my gold and silver, you know? So uh, the Chinese were way ahead of uh, the rest of the world, and they, you know, uh, they want uh, their uh, uh, their spot in the world. So and uh, and it's like uh, the jungle, you know. So it's uh, very hard to have uh, uh, two lion kings, you know. So uh, for China, it uh, 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 definitely wants uh, the multipolar world. And then uh, for Russia, uh, so Russia uh, uh, would ideally would, uh, would love to be uh, part of uh, the European uh, family, you know, 
uh, there's no reason for uh, Russia uh, to be against Europe. But uh, the Europeans have been nuts, like absolutely nuts for centuries, you know? Uh, uh, the Swedish used to attack the Russians, uh, the French, uh, uh, the Napoleon guy attacked, uh, the British attacked, uh, the Germans attacked, and then Russia is like, what the hell did I do to you guys? Why do you keep attacking me? Uh, so uh, Russia um, is going uh, to look eastward. And in uh, the US, uh, the neocons are like absolutely crazily uh, uh, anti-Russia. You know, uh, there's no uh, uh, logic. It's just like a, a, a pure uh, the emotional rubbish. So uh, Russia and uh, China, uh, uh, they have to get together and they have to create uh, the new system uh, because I think uh, BRICS is gonna have a lot of um, uh, uh, the fifth column, uh, 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 people who are going to be members but who are going to sabotage BRICS. Mm, interesting point of view, I see. Mm. Yeah, I actually very much agree with you that uh, Europe and Russia are a natural fit. I mean, geographically, in a lot of other senses, it makes a lot of sense for us to to cooperate and not to be enemies. But it is what it is. I have a question about um, the visit by the foreign minister of Ukraine to Pakistan this past week. So uh, on so last week, Dmitry Kuleva was in Islamabad meeting with all the power brokers in Pakistan. So not just the foreign minister, but the acting prime minister. And it seems as though he's also meeting with the ISI. What's up with that? What does he hope to get from Pakistan? Yeah, probably some uh, drones or some, uh, you know, some uh, low end uh, weapons. Uh, I mean, I cannot uh, think of anything else. So basically, uh, the U.S., it uh, staged a coup in uh, Pakistan, right? And uh, so uh, the previous, uh, the prime minister, uh, he wanted to be friends with uh, China and uh, Russia. And uh, uh, the U.S. didn't uh, like that. So when he went uh, to Russia, uh, while he was in uh, uh, Moscow, uh, the U.S. staged a coup in uh, Pakistan. So, and uh, he's a very popular guy, you know. If he, if they had a, uh, a real, uh, uh, the election right now, uh, he would win by a landslide, you know. So, um, so I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, as for uh, Ukraine, it has uh, lost the war, you know? It has lost uh, 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 the, uh, uh, the morale. It doesn't have any uh, uh, people with uh, real skills anymore. And uh, they don't even have uh, proper uh, weapons. And uh, uh, NATO sends all these uh, the expensive weapons. And then uh, uh, the Russians, they have 
these, uh, you know, uh, uh, drones, I don't know, you know, uh, they look like uh, they could be made for uh, $5,000 or something. And they just go and uh, would destroy all these uh, uh, multi-million dollar uh, NATO weapons. And uh, so there's, you know, uh, but Russia is going to win this war, you know, maybe six months, maybe uh, one year max. And uh, they're going uh, to carve up Ukraine, you know, I mean, along uh, the, uh, the Dnieper River. So basically about 40% uh, of uh, Ukraine will be lost uh, to Russia. And uh, uh, the people, they're all, you know, I mean, uh, uh, predominantly uh, the ethnic Russians, you know, they speak Russian, they uh, uh, think of themselves as uh, Russians. So, uh, uh, so Putin will have uh, referendums on like uh, another uh, five or six regions, and he's going to go all the way up uh, to Odessa, and then uh, so Ukraine will be a very small, uh, broken country, and it's uh, the eastern part uh, that has all the rich lands. They have the best uh, manufacturing, the smartest uh, people. Uh, the industrial base, you know, so you you know, so you lose all that. Uh, what is left in uh, Ukraine? Maybe a bunch of uh, McDonald's, you know. So it's a uh, sad ending uh, for Ukraine. Um, could you perhaps uh, tell us a bit about? Uh, we've uh, spoken about some of the downsides of India, but there are a lot of upsides, uh, particularly since the early 1980s. India, despite some difficulties, has come a long way and achieved quite a bit, particularly in area, uh, not just becoming food self-sufficient, but becoming a food exporter. I myself, when I go to the shops, I am amazed at how much of what is on my supermarket shelf is from India. And yeah. also at school, some of the calculators that I used were made in India. So could you tell us a bit about some of the successes of India? What about India is dynamic and up and coming? Okay, so uh, well, India is uh, uh, very good in uh, uh, services and uh, software. Uh, those are uh, two big skills. And, you know, so you have a lot of uh, smart people, you know? And so uh, like, if you come uh, to India, it uh, uh, looks like a very uh, poor country, uh, but then you talk to like a seven, eight year old kid and they'll be so smart and so self-confident, you know, <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> so, uh, so in terms of uh, the software stuff, uh, that's a big, um, uh, big plus. And uh, like a lot of the uh, financial industries, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's going to be uh, successful, you know. Um, and uh, just uh, one second, please. So in India, I get uh, fresh milk at uh, uh, nighttime. <laughs> so they uh, milk the cows and then they bring uh, fresh milk to your home at this oh, time. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. So there's no steroids, there's no hormones. It's all uh, fresh, uh, organic milk, 
you know. But they just don't uh, but call it organic. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so, um, you know, the, you know uh, that is uh, the good stuff. Uh, but here is the thing, okay? What uh, uh, you in uh, uh, the West, uh, what you get exposed to are like at the top, uh, uh, the 1%, uh, the 5% of, uh, the Indians, right? So, uh, so you get to meet the uh, smart Indians, you know, like uh, the creme de la creme, <laughs> you know? I don't know. And we have go, an admin that might, uh, that we have an admin, an Indian admin. He might not be the creme de la creme, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Lydia, maybe Lydia will check. He, he is a little bit questionable at times, but we love him anyway. We help him. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, so this is uh, my uh, thing, you know. So, uh, India is okay. So, if you look at, I mean, uh, so if you go back uh, to 1990, okay, and then you look at uh, India and uh, China, they both had the same uh, GDP. Okay, and now you fast forward, uh, but China is uh, five to six times larger, you know? And there's like no, I mean, like there's like a, 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 a no comparison in terms of, uh, you know, so, so you can go through a whole bunch of uh, the metrics, you know, whether it's uh, the education, uh, poverty, uh, the middle class uh, size of, the banks, uh, uh, the amount we spend on uh, the R&D, manufacturing, blah, blah, blah. As you can go through like uh, 50 metrics and in all those uh, 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 metrics, uh, China is uh, way ahead of India, you know? And uh, we have to focus on uh, the industrialization uh, because uh, the Indians are very brainwashed by the U.S., okay? We love the U.S. Everything is like, oh, wonderful, wonderful America. Yeah. So uh, the Indians, they go uh, uh, to Harvard. They, you know, you know, they go join uh, the IMF, the, you know, the World Bank, and they learn all the wrong messages, okay? All the wrong economics. It's all about... Uh, uh, the neoliberalism, you know, financialization. Oh, you know, who needs manufacturing? We could just have like a few people design and let uh, uh, the rest of the people do the manufacturing. So, uh, I mean, for, you know, so if you are a uh, the developing uh, country, okay, so there are only a few paths to succeed, you know, uh, so if you are very poor, uh, you cannot be friends with a very uh, rich guy and uh, follow his uh, uh, lifestyle, you know? Yeah, let's go to the bar tonight and let's spend $400 on drinks, you know? You can't do that, you know? So if you're poor, you have to have a very different philosophy. No, 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 I will buy one Budweiser. I will drink at home slowly, sip, sip, you know? So, um, so, well, India's whole uh, uh, 
philosophy of uh, uh, the progress is uh, but determined by uh, the elites uh, who are in turn uh, but totally uh, influenced by the Western, uh, uh, the neoliberalism, you know? So, you know, like we have a, a trade uh, deficit, you know, can you imagine like uh, 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 a developing country running a, a trade deficit every year? <laughs> it's like absolute madness, you know? So, uh, so, so we have to follow uh, the industrialization path. We have to move, you know, like we have 900 million people who live in uh, villages, okay? So you cannot, uh, you know, uh, you cannot escape uh, the middle income trap and uh, become a more uh, prosperous country if you don't have a, a solution for those uh, 900 million farmers, you know, like maybe you let uh, uh, 300 million stay in the farms and you uh, give them uh, tractors and drones and uh, best uh, seeds. And uh, then you have to find uh, better jobs for the other uh, 600 million, you know? So you have to build a brand new cities like uh, what China did, you know? Uh, uh, China has uh, 100 plus uh, cities that have uh, more than uh, 1 million in uh, population. So that's the sort of a huge, uh, uh, I mean, uh, massive undertaking uh, uh, that India has to do, you know? And uh, so uh, the US media, they, uh, uh, they portray India in uh, like mostly uh, positive light, you know? So for uh, the US, uh, well, India is the best, best model, okay? So like, this is why. Okay, so uh, four reasons. Uh, uh, so number one, uh, uh, the U.S. gets to steal the uh, brightest minds in India. You know, all these, you know, uh, the guys who go to the best university uh, for engineering and uh, for doctors, uh, uh, the best of the best, uh, uh, they get to go to India. So the uh, uh, U.S. gets a lot of uh, free uh, 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 cheap labor, and uh, they didn't have uh, to invest on uh, uh, the American kids, you know. So uh, the brain drain is uh, number one. And uh, but number two, uh, well, India just opens up the country to the U.S. Okay, it's like completely dominated by the U.S. You know, if I want to buy something online, I have to use. Uh, I mean, uh, the Amazon. If I have to pay somebody with my uh, uh, the smartphone, I use uh, the Google Pay. And if I want to watch TV, I get news from uh, CNN. If I have to go on a, a social media, I go on uh, uh, Twitter X. So it's all um, uh, the Indian economy is uh, dominated by the US. So uh, that's a huge uh, uh, benefit for uh, the American uh, corporations, you know? 
So uh, uh, that's number two. And uh, but number three is uh, geopolitics, you know? So uh, now uh, the US can use India as a, as a, a tool against uh, China, you know? And uh, a lot of uh, uh, think tanks in India, uh, uh, they're now writing, oh, uh, we should uh, uh, separate ourselves from uh, Russia. It's, it's a, uh, a, a useless country. It's on uh, decline, and uh, who needs Russia? Right? So uh, these three reasons are why uh, the U.S. media, they, uh, you know, so they have, uh, it's like a match, you know. So in, the, in uh, for some sense, you know, it's, well, uh, 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 India is a very, very good fit for uh, the U.S., you know. But uh, the rumors may not be true for India uh, because, uh, well, if India uh, keeps following uh, the American model, it's going to be like uh, the 1% are uh, 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 going to have all the wealth and uh, the bottom 50, 60% will be like very, very poor forever. Well, that is... Um quite a warning but hopefully it doesn't take that route um mr kantan uh can you please tell our listeners where they can find you so that they can uh read and listen to more of your insights sure on uh the substack you can find uh uh, uh, uh i think it's uh, uh slcanton dot uh, uh com. Don't worry. And, uh, I don't know ours either. I have no idea. I'm like, we're on <laughs> somewhere. Just find us. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And where can they find you on Twitter? Oh, on uh, Twitter, it's uh, uh, Canton2030. Uh, well, we'll be sure to put the links to both in the description to this episode. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us and giving us your insights. I know that uh, all of us, the three of us listening here have learned a lot, and I know our listeners will as well. Awesome. And it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks once again for listening to the DD Geopolitics podcast. It has again been a wonderful episode. You can find us on Substack, Twitter, uh, I mean X. I'm definitely not used to that yet. (laughs) Telegram, Locals, YouTube, Spotify, Oh, and our podcasts are now uh, automatically fed into our Substack if you prefer to listen to them that way. Until next time on Wednesday when we host Pepe Escobar. Thanks once again, guys. Hey, hey, hey.